so much uh, for your presentation. Now we will hear from uh, Dr. Bencoli Medina. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, <clears throat> you have to know that there is an incredible joy I feel in seeing and learning from all of you. So I want to say Ashe and a good afternoon to everyone. I'm so pleased to be here and I thank you for allowing me to share this critical space with you today. And I'm going to briefly outline my paper, an historical account of the Ida B. Wells Barnett anti-lynching text, Kawaita Womanism and the Sacred. I want to thank the Drescher Center for the Humanities for the support I received in developing this paper, and also the late Dr. Itibari Zulu, editor of Africology, the Journal of Pan-African Studies. He actually encouraged me uh, with this project. So honestly, what, took, what started a few years ago as a paper has actually turned into a book-length manuscript. However, Dr. Williams, I only need perhaps 10 minutes or less, so Please bear with me. There are seven key areas, including the introduction, I could no longer hold my peace, Ida B. Wells Barnett and the liberatory struggle of African people, which outlines how Tiamoyo Karinga and Chimbuku Timbo's Kawaita Womanist Framework is an elevated form of Africana epistemological power essential to analyzing Wells Barnett's anti-lynching work. In the second area, for the people, the methodological frameworks of Kawaita philosophy, Kawaita womanism, and the Dogon model of knowledge acquisition, I demonstrate how Milana Karinga's Kawaita philosophy and Tiamoyo Karinga and Shimbuku Timbo's Kawaita womanism, combined with the Dogon model of knowledge ac acquisition, particularly the two main components, Beneso analytical knowledge and Sodayi active knowledge, and how they clearly explain Wells Barnett's motivation for championing the cause of lynching in the United States. The third area, a woman determined to do something, Ida B. Wells Barnett's life, mission, and selected literature reviews womanist and feminist writings which attempt to claim and explain the work of Wells Barnett without ever, of course, situating her in black community and culture and exposes this key epistemological flaw. Number four, organized race crimes, racial terrorism, i.e. lynching in America. This area summarizes how Wells Barnett documented the lawless elements and motives of racial terror in her four anti-lynching texts, Southern Horrors, published in 1892, A Red Record, published in 1895, Lynch Law in Georgia, published in 1899, and Mob Rule in New Orleans, published in 1900. Number five, A Womanly Black Radical, Kawaita Womanist Leadership in the Wells Barnett Anti-Lynching Text. This section analyzes how Wells Barnett exemplified the concept of black womanliness as a construct of the black community, encompassing such capacities as resourcefulness, creativity, activism, and intellectual improvement. In area six, to liberate Africans and the world, Beneso and Sodayi 
in the life work of Ida B. Wells Barnett examines each anti-lynching text for direct evidence of analytical and active knowledge. And finally, in my conclusion, which is called Message to the Future, it reaffirms the black radical thought of Ida B. Wells Barnett and her contribution to challenging epistemic oppression. So the Kawaitic frameworks employed show that Wells Barnett exemplified the highest order of thought in Africana liberatory systems and the sacred nature of our freedom struggle. So I wanted to uh, take as little time as possible, but share the contours of this particular uh, paper, which is now, of course, a manuscript. Uh, and I want to thank everyone for your time and your very, very kind attention. Thank you. Dr. Hales has joined us. Dr. Hales, if you would like to take over and introduce our last 